the match ball. Oi, oi. Welcome to the show. Oh, that was a piss. We got a victory in London. It was great, wasn't it? Welcome to the show. This is the match ball live streamed on YouTube for our TSB Plus subscribers. Um, Dan, Michael, and Moscow, of course, celebrating a 3 2 against West Ham. Bit of a madness, that wasn't it? Mm. Good though. Nice to win. Grueling. Yeah. In I, its own fun kind of way. I will admit, I didn't watch the last 10 minutes or so. I found it too stressful. I went and sat in the kitchen uh, and had a cup of tea. My back against the radiator. You, you did watch some of it because you, you came in just after we'd seen Bowen um, chest the ball over from a, a yard away. But it was Good that, wasn't it? Good that. Enjoy Kidderminster. <laughs> it was too, it was, it was That's too... when it counts, doesn't it? When you get a game against Kidderminster that you don't even want. Oh, we can do, oh, we'll score all the goals because we're great and we're West Ham. But then that chance, nope. Sorry. Quite a stressful finish, wasn't we'll it? We'll have the Premier League points. Should have been 4-2 and we all know it. But um, we don't need to get into VAR this week, do we? Because it's, it's boring. Fair decision. You think? I think, yeah, it's absolutely fine. I think um, if they want to have that uh, FA Cup win by cheating, then we will just take our three-two win in the the Premier League, mm-hmm. and we'll just acknowledge that the the decision was fine. I did that when they cut to um, Bielsa on the touchline afterwards. I did look at him and think there is somebody who regrets um, always saying that we should not criticise refereeing because <laughs> it was one. I think if this is the one moment he would actually really love to tear into him. Let it go, Bielsa. Let it go. The thing is, it is offside. It's just really unlucky. and It, it, it feels wrong, doesn't it? It does fit. Morally, it's not offside, is it? Because there's absolutely zero advantage being had from anyone. The ball is is crossing the line as it hits you on the arse. He's but, not even looking at it. No. I mean, but, but never mind. Bowen going on Melia last week is absolutely doing something mm. to get involved in the game. Rodrigo staring in a completely opposite direction and somebody kicks the ball at his back and he doesn't even change the direction it's going in. Doesn't matter. But, you know... <laughs> It's all fine. It was one of those things, though, that we're in the course of a game. Obviously, now we're after and we know that we won. But it was one of those things that during the course of a game, you're going, oh, well, we'll double the equalise now. Yeah. A bit like we were doing really well. And then Adam Forshaw was got 20 minutes into his new contract in the end. He was down and Furpo was down. And you're thinking, Jesus Christ. It's the yeah. end of the world, isn't it? Like the, and after that, you think, well, that good start's going to be a loss now. And there's there's nothing we can do about it. It did take the wind out of the sails, didn't it, to be fair? But then we just kept scoring, so that's fine. And I was just going to say, but then when you look at the that miss at the end, it's incredible. If you're talking about Leeds United's look and all the things that have happened today and all the things that have happened this season, and then that comes in at the very last seconds of the match and the useless Hull bastard <laughs> just skies it over the bar. I've just realised, did I ever do the Levi Solicitors thing at the start of this show or not? Say it again. I'll do it. I will do. 10% They're a great off you. bunch of lads. Yeah. You know what? 100% off your legal fees after that. <laughs> we'll foot the bill. No, 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 we don't mean that. <laughs> yeah. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to get your 10% discount on legal fees. It's up to 15% on your legal fees for conveyancing until the end of January. So two more weeks on that. Take advantage, etc. Yeah. Sorry, Levi's. But you got a mid show mention instead of just at that's, the start. That's anyway. great. Um, but yeah. Uh, Unpack all that for me, because I'm my head's everywhere. Because the the final whistle went what ten minutes ago or thereabouts, mm. and I've spent like, the last ten minutes of that game in the kitchen when we're back against a nice toasty radiator. Uh, watching, I ended up watching it on my phone when we got to about eighty nine minutes. I thought I'm going to watch it because I want to see the moment when the whistle goes. Mm. I think we started the general pattern was started really well, scored injuries knackered us for a bit, but then we scored again straight after, straight after they had. Um, it was great. It was compared to contrast it with the game last week, which we established didn't count for anything and was a waste mm-hmm. of time. This was great. This Just was keeping, right. keeping ourselves for the big one. This the right was a, to play Kidderminster. This was a fun game. Like mm-hmm. that game last week, we, it was very hard to think of anything to say about it because it was just 
nothing really happened apart from they scored a couple of goals. And I mean, if we'd have got, if there'd have been three points at stake, that's what I'm saying about the magnitude of the Premier League versus the FA Cup. Because with the FA Cup, you know, all right, okay, Kidderminster um, next or whatever. Mm. But you've then got probably Man City in the quarterfinals, then Liverpool or Chelsea. It's like one of them will win it because mm. they do. They all they always win it. So I mean, I know Leicester won it last year, but we've got bigger fish to fry, and that bigger fish is 132 million pounds worth of Premier League revenue. And under well, for revenue, stay, stay in the league, stay in the, <laughs> league. stay in the league that you hate. Um, yep. And the the thing about last week's game was it just felt flat from mm. the start from both teams. It never really seemed like a game that. Um, caught fire and would you maybe suggest that the team that played this week was not any stronger than the team that played for Leeds last week in the end we started with a stronger lineup but then after 20 minutes mm-hmm. Furpo's gone Forshaw's gone and it's held us back on in bait so it's two of the three Yelda. from last week we were corrected Yelda. by Sven it's two of the uh, Norwegian friend the three from last week who we were looking at and saying oh well we've kind of we're giving them a run out in the FA Cup because we're not taking this seriously and then we have to use them as the linchpins of our Premier League victory. Um, so what I'm saying is we deserve even more credit. <laughs> Four points we deserve. For, yeah. And, you know, Jackie, um, after his hat-trick goal, when he kicked the ball in again, that should have been our fourth. And um, and Click, obviously his goal should have counted. So 5-3. Yeah. Just returning to that, we've had um, comments, like Jack in the comments um, is saying, the VAR decision for Rodrigo on the line was genuinely outrageous. It feels it, doesn't it? But he was technically offside. It is the, it's it is very, very annoying, yeah. I mean, because if it had it not touched him, no problem, but it did. The reason it burns is because the one last week yeah. was unfair. That was wrong last week. That mm. goal should not have um, counted because he was interfering. So this one, which is actually the rules being applied correctly, doesn't make you feel any better because that one hurt. So, but, you know, we scored three, so it's absolutely fine. And we only conceded two. And they were only from, uh, so Stuart Dallas at the corner. Hmm. Yeah, that's not great. And what was the other goal? I can't even remember what the other goal was like. Uh, the other goal was... What did they do What did score? they do? Bo- did they Bowen's manage- header. Bowen scored a header. Bowen scored yeah. a header. Oh, Farnell's cutting, didn't he? It was, yeah. um, oh, yeah. We Antonio get- kind of knocks it up in the air. He picked it up, cut inside Strouk. It was then- that spell. There was only really that time. It was after we lost our two players in the first half when West Ham were okay for a while and got their equaliser. And then the start of the second half when we kept just giving the ball to them in, in midfield, which is probably why... Lewis Bate, who did, who was very good, Premier League debut and all that, um, but you could kind of understand why he had to go and uh, sit down again because that area of the pitch was where we were losing it, and uh, um, hopefully he'll get over it. Yeah, it was that little little patch where we we kept trying to play it out of defence, and as we played it forward, they'd win the ball either in defence or in midfield, and then there'd just be an enormous void where, but I, I guess it was Robin Cox's space mainly, but you know he, there's only so much one man can do anyway. Mm. But it just felt like there was an enormous. Like middle of the pitch that they could they could charge through. I so think, I think they were looking for bait in there. But anyway, it does it's the the thing is that those um both situations were quite difficult for us, especially against a team that's going for the Champions League places. And we got a grip both times. I think after we went um three two up, we were better than them. I don't I didn't I know you had a minor breakdown and had to go and chain yourself to a radiator. It's not but, a minor breakdown, I just needed to get my head together. I didn't need to be in in, in here like piling my anxieties onto you or externalising it in front of you. I just needed to go sit in there on my own and just have my own private hell. That's all it needs to be about sometimes. <laughs> but there were a few moments. Were you watching when they had the goal disallowed? Uh, no. Okay, did I, you know I, that? I was watching that on teletext like on my phone. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that was a moment. Meliade made two ridiculously mm. good saves as well. Um, and it was one of those where because it, it had gone in and the, you know they're going to check it on VAR. It showed a replay and I was like I'm confident that's offside. And then you think 
But I'm about I'm about 90% <laughs> confident that's offside. Is there going to be something about phases of play? And or? that's last week influencing your opinion, isn't it? Well, it's just the, every week. And just <laughs> influencing my opinion. Just on what you said there, actually, Moscow. Phil Hayes tweeted just now a few minutes ago to the same effect, saying that like one of the traits of Bielsa's team is that when they get ahead, even when they get ahead, turn the screw even more. And at 3-2, loads of confidence going forward, even more chances. It was we, brilliant, wasn't it? We looked really good all day. Mm. But for the start, when as near to, as we've been to a, a first team as we are allowed... Um, by the cruel gods who have forsaken us for 20 minutes. We were way better than them at the start of the game. And then, yeah, at 3-2, we didn't look like a team that was under any pressure. Yeah, I must admit, even when I still had it in my mind we were going to lose this game, or, or at least not win it, I was also thinking, we don't look like a team that's going down here. Like, we, we're good. Like, I watched, I didn't watch the, the full match, but I saw the highlights of Newcastle. I watched it all. The shit. Both teams were awful. Like they, yeah. they look crap. It was and like Burnley, it was, it was, and Burnley looked like a relegated team as I well. I tweeted my mate. I texted my mate saying it was like two bald men fighting over a comb. That game. It was your classic example of. And the way Everton are going, they seem to be desperate to be relegated as well. So there's enough in in our performance. I think even if we'd have thrown it away today, for me to have been thinking, well, maybe this is. It's still all right. We're, we're playing fine. Like yeah. this is massive gap now to the bottom, which is you know significant mm. considering Burnley have got eleven points all season, Newcastle twelve, and the gap's now nine. And then yeah. I know everything is messed up because of how many games people keep crying off, but the gap to tenth is three points. <laughs> yeah. So and we're within we're within a win of a game in hand win of of, of Brent, Palace, aren't we? Well, we're in a game of we're within a game in hand of Crystal Palace have played one more than us, and they are two points ahead of us. And they're having a brilliant season, apparently. It's crazy, isn't it? I think this we're having is, a terrible uh, season. And it's to the, I think, in the keeping of, in the spirit of how good that win was, and how well Leeds played, and how strongly they kept going, and the quality of the opposition and the form of the opposition, the season as a whole. Given, you know, it keeps happening, and you know, we can find whatever whoever's fault it is that everybody's hamstring pops after twenty minutes. We can sort that out another time. But to keep going through that kind of thing and be now. 15th closer to the top half of the table than to relegation is incredible mm. from all of the players as few as we have they're <laughs> doing very 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 well even down to Lewis Bates well, I was probably say, had a, let's talk about him then and, and his game because he lasted basically 45 minutes either side of half time didn't he and he looked a little bit disconsolate on the bench at being yanked but it was it was a sensible move to put a, a wiser head in there just at that moment I thought it was it was a canny move actually you needn't be. This happens with Bielsa. Yeah. Look at Calvin Phillips' first season, taking off Swan, after that Swansea game. Taking off after twenty minutes at Swansea. Next a couple of years later, he's England's best player, and it's like, well, just, just, it's fine. These think, are uh, he's seen something from the sidelines, and I don't think he'll be disappointed with anything Bate did. It's just maybe the game he could sense the game was getting away from us. And let's face it, he would have if it if it had been later in the game, he probably would have bought Rodrigo in the first place. But he also was thinking yeah. Rodrigo isn't going to be fit enough to play. 70 minutes here so I can't bring him on now so it's often it was, a, it's, it was a it's the way he looks at minutes isn't it yeah it's sometimes irrelevant who is in who is wearing the shirt in the position that needs to be replaced it doesn't matter what where they came in the game that's what the change needs to be and um but I did enjoy Bielsa in his press conference the other day giving all those long explanations I just don't understand why young players think that they'd be better with Steve Morrison than, than with me I give them every opportunity and then <laughs> you you're coming back off I think um <laughs> Bates' face was probably quite... Uh, he's probably... I'm going to... I'll go see if Cody will let me go see to Cardiff. See if I play Cardiff, yeah. yeah. But all it will need is... Because Bielsa gave him a big uh, smack on the back as he came off, um, which he doesn't do often. And I'm sure the analysis that he'll get one-on-one with all the coaching staff, well, not all of them, he doesn't need 20 people, um, 
but the analysis of his performance will be positive and will say, right, crack on, but we had to make that change because that's where we were. We were struggling in midfield and then click for all the kind of um, criticism he ever gets and the, the idea that, you know, he's finished and passed it. Um, experienced player who knows what he's doing. He dropped back into the position where Bate was. Rodrigo, also Spanish international, playing behind James. And it just, it made us loads better when we were, we could have lost the game maybe. If, we if, you, if you think about it, they yeah. mean that Bielsa himself laid out the terms of this this week in, in when he framed Drame's move and said, what, being in a squad of 20 in the best league in the world is not enough yeah. for you. But to flip it on its head and say, you know, Lewis Bate, you're in a squad of 20 in the best league in the world and you've done really, really well there. You've really been a credit to yourself. For... To get 45 minutes at all. Exactly. Against Declan Rice, who's one of the best yes. midfielders in the division. He made, and, he, uh... I thought that was a big difference actually to the cup game. I thought in the cup game, Declan Rice pretty much had a, the run of the midfield and there were points where he was dominant in there today. But certainly in the early stages when we had Foreshaw on, I thought we were we were, yeah, yeah, were yeah. tired because we were good. Played, played midweek. Yeah. They're so tired. I um, haven't got, I can't see if Moyes has started speaking yet but I'm, I've got I've got the journalist comments I've got a column open in TweetDeck now I've got my eyes zeroed yeah, in on it I can I can hear the whinging now of like we had to play Norwich and that's what we're not make, we're not using it as an excuse Moscow However, but we did have to that's what it'll yeah, be someone right? needs to someone needs to point out did you see the Leeds squad in terms of well, fitness it. And, and did you see what happened to Leeds squad after 20 minutes and that's the other player who um, deserves a lot of credit is uh, Yelder hmm? coming on great and, again um, he's not I think um the centre-back at left-back thing isn't quite strictly true because he was signed as kind of a hybrid left-back, centre-back thing and has played. He's probably been at left-back in the under-23s as often as centre-back. So it wasn't completely bizarre for him to be there. But again, he's up against very good players and after doing very well against them last week at centre-half, I thought he did very well again at um Left back. But Bowen's like, uh, Bowen's like the form player of the division, isn't he? He's more or less. for England, moment. isn't he? With, uh, and then he can sky big chances over the bar for, <laughs> for his country as well. <laughs> Jack, one of Jackie's goals, actually, the one off the thigh, he had a very similar chance earlier in the season, didn't that he? That, didn't went, off, that, that went, off, went off little Jackie, I think. That went over. It, was, uh, it was upper thigh. Do you think he just it. poked it in? It was, it was um, like a pow. The abdominal region, as mm. Eddie and Ketty would call it. But I'm, I think it was thigh. I'm trying to remember who that was against. It was at the back post and it was. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of similar, wasn't it? He just thighed it, and it just it, the angle was wrong on it. But today, just a little bit. And then the third goal was great. Yeah, <laughs> couple <laughs> of zingers. Of we'll get onto it in a minute. I just want to do a couple of zingers from Graham if I could in the YouTube um, chat before it disappears off the page. But he said Rodrigo offside while hiding like the lad at the end of Blair Witch, which uh, which amused me. He was trying to make himself <laughs> as, as as minimal as possible, you like Melier thin. Um, and he also says performance aside um, today, he feels like our mentality is gradually coming back to us. And that felt like the Leeds United of last season did that. Mm. That's what it resembled. And I mean, I know I've stopped clocking all that, but this is why I've, I keep erring on the side of positivity on the Phil Hay show, feeling like we've always got one of these inners. Mm. We just needed to rediscover it. And I felt like we, we, we did today and we you, thoroughly deserved it. You likened it to the Man City game of last year, actually. I think it's bigger. It felt, well, in terms of the importance of the, the win, definitely, because that was just outright funny last year. It was just like a laugh beating Man City because yeah. we could. This was needed. <laughs> but it, it felt like, it, I think I mentioned after we'd made the subs, it felt like, it was so deflating having to take those two off that it, all, it felt like we'd gone down to 10 men and it felt like everything was against us in that in that same way as the Man City game did where you kind of thought, well, we started really well, but well, that's probably it now because there's nothing we can do. But yeah, to come back and, and keep and overcome the them equalising and disallow goal and everything, it was uh, and it's, it was brilliant. It's credit as well to, um, you know, I don't know if I feel bad for little Lewis Bate because he never looks happy because he's got his little My Chemical Romance bassist 
haircut and like a real sulky expression all the time. I feel look, like he's. Uh, now. I feel like he's he's always a bit down. You want to build him up, but it kind of shows something in the way that the the first team players, if we can still call whoever they're the nine that we have, like the faith that they have in players like Bate and Yelder that when they come on, they're just like right. Well, we'll just crack on and we'll win this game against West Ham anyway. It's not. It didn't turn into a situation of oh we'll have to try and defend our our lead mm. and um, we'll never get back into this game and there's the you know we're talking about David Moyes is going to talk about um, the excuse will be that they had to play against Norwich if Leeds had lost today the excuse would not have been Yelder and Bate came on and their children and they ruined it it was just that the, our players when we're talking about mentality were just like right Forshaw and Furpo two important players they're going off. And these kids who we train with all the time are coming on fine. So all the commentary is, well, the, how are they going to cope with um, bringing teenagers out of the crash? And you do worry, but the players themselves, the senior players, don't worry. They are just, yeah, they're fine. They're, I mean, the, the age differences are hilarious. I think I found the Some basis. basis about from... 14 years between, if you take click to bait, Mm. 13, 14 years. Archie Gray. I mean, Archie Gray is the youngest. Yeah. By, by uh, and the I'm sure if Archie Gray came on the pitch, they'd just be like, right, they'd give him the ball just as ailing, much as if they giving him hospital sure. passes. Well, yeah, I mean, it shows faith in him, but then it shows as well why we, we, it wasn't working. <laughs> but yeah, I think as well, actually, with, uh, with the changes today, again, no move for Dallas. Mm. Stayed at right back the whole game, didn't he? Which yeah. is, if... Lazy. If this little spell, though, means that we Lack can, of commitment. Means that we can start trusting the likes of Bate and Gelder to play and come on in a position which means we don't have to move Stuart Dallas, yeah. I think that's for the good in the long term. And it's the mad um, benefit of this whole sort of semi-disastrous season is it, when we get to the end of it and look back, and this is Yelsa's point of drama, is when we look back at the minutes that the young players um, have had and the opportunities they've had that under other circumstances... They might have just spent a, a season in the under-23s and Mark Jackson might have welcomed that, but um, it's good for them. Helder getting games so soon after the signing is good for him. And if we win, it's good for us. I think that's the, th that's the thing win. with this if season. The whole thing has been, it's just like the transfer market. If we cannot buy anyone in this window and we stay up and we just use bait and Yelder and we save all the money and we make better purchases in summer, it's a masterstroke. It's brilliant. We've kind of got away with it. We've not had to make any stupid daft Kiko, John Kevin Augustin, mm. waste of money signings. It can all be beautifully planned. It's just that there's always been that stress. Yeah. But if yeah. that's if obviously that's if we stay up. If we don't, then it's all all of that is for nothing. I mean, the key thing now is beating Newcastle next. Yeah. I mean, beat Newcastle and I'm not going to say season's done, but you give yourself the platform to do it with six points in two weeks, don't you? I mean, like yeah. based on a total of and what have we had before? That would then be um, nine from three. Oh, Christ, he's doing In 2022. Yeah. 100% record against Burnley, West Ham and Newcastle would be a good we're unbeaten start. This, we're unbeaten this year, aren't we? We're 100% in the league. Unbeat, unbeatable. Two games, two wins. Um, but Newcastle is now um, important. Yeah. I mean, we can even afford to draw against Newcastle. That's the thing. Just yeah, to keep them. It's must keep win them for them now. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. It's not must win for us. And if we can just hope... Sam Maximan gets COVID or something during the week it's probably going to be well, fine well no because they'll try and call it off if they do that no, that's true. The, the better thing is for them to I mean they had the best team out against Watford and Drew so what have we got to be afraid we, of we get to see Chris Wood twice in January what a treat that is that'll be fun won't didn't, it? didn't think we'd be having that <laughs> <laughs> we've not talked about Jackie enough let's, do, we, let's really? do Jack, no. let's do the Jack trick the hat trick the, the Jackie Harrison trick 
Goal Jack, one. Jackie Haradon, or whatever we want to frame it as. Goal one was what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Feels a long time ago. A lot has happened. That was in the, um, was that in the opening ten minutes? Since then, yes. Yeah, that was when was, uh, uh, Click had a shot saved. Forshaw laid it back to Jackie, who put it in the net. Yes. Can't remember it. Can yeah, you? that's it. No, I can't, and I can remember. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it was the um, who? Yeah, trying to remember who played the pasta Rafinha, the long pasta Rafinha that started it all, because um, we were attacking really strongly down the wings. Um, and that was what was worrying West Ham so much. And we kept winning the ball off them dead high as well. My notes say, good. Rafa Click shit soved, which mm. is not great writing. What's what's soving? I don't know. It's a low, a low sort uh, of language. Uh, oh, he's soving as a bird. <laughs> yeah, but that was good. Yes, it was the long ball down the right that Rafinha got behind Creswell, who um, you, it makes you wonder why they let Sam Byram go, if that's the, the best they can do for a fullback. And yeah, pull back to Click. Um, and a little pass from Forshaw and then number two off his dick and then number three <laughs> is um, that beautiful Rafinha pass mm. and um, the weight on that was just perfect and then don't underrate Jackie's mm. finishing on that because the way he he had options there of whether to take a touch and go around him and I wasn't completely convinced by his kind of pause but it turned out to be exactly the right thing to do he kind of ran onto the ball and then just slowed down to let the goalkeeper come out and let the ball come a little bit nearer to him and I was like he's fucked this mm. pardon my French <laughs> and then he chipped it over the keeper in the top corner that's alright that'll do <laughs> and then kick it in the ball in the, the net again afterwards I'm glad it's been a tough season for him I think he's, he's had two really good seasons for us after the first one when everyone just wanted um, Jack Clark to play mm-hmm. whoever he may be these and days that often happened at half time didn't it mm. and then really good in promotion really good last year and this year it was a bit like, oh, well, we've signed him now and he's gone shit. <laughs> but he's not gone shit. He's no. still, he's, he's been out of form, hasn't he? I, did, I saw a photo of him on, uh, I think it's the official Leeds Twitter of him in the tunnel uh, holding the match ball. Beaming like a Cheshire cat. It's exactly, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, Johnny Cooper, JR Cooper 26, if you want to find him on Twitter, you should follow him because he comes out with some great stats. Jack Harrison is only the fifth player to score a hat-trick for a club managed by Marcelo Bielsa after Luis Garcia for America. Um, Patricio Camps in 1997 for Velez twice. Uh, Fernando Llorente 2012, Athletic Bilbao and Bamford 2020 for Leeds. So he joins an illustrious list of triple bagsmen. Um, (laughs) It's not just about celebrating the good things that Leeds do. It's also about laughing at the opposition because Mm -hmm. did you see Jared Bowen who, when he scored, gave it a little bit to the Leeds fans. Oh, did he? And you see what he did at the end when he put it over and they didn't equalise and we won? Yeah, bollocks to him. (laughs) That's all. That's fair enough. It, it was weirdly quiet at the end of the first half, wasn't it? We were saying that it sounded it sounded like the piped crowd noise of last year where they just put a general, yeah. just a murmur under it because you heard Melier shout for the, like he said mine or something, I can't remember what it was. Out. 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 Oh, that was it. He was telling people to, Out. he was going to put it long, wasn't it, at the end mm-hmm. of the first half. But you think, God, I mean, it's almost like 60,000 people that stadium. You shouldn't be able to hear a goalkeeper. I realised when we, when we were... Um, sla- listening to it slash watching it that you could hear all the um, the photographers the lenses going kick 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 because they must have had the effects mics right next to the mm-hmm. photographers and obviously the effects mics are next to the pitch so they're not picking up the crowd either but when that was happening that, it almost sounded like bird song generic bird song in the background but you could just uh, if you listened off in the distance you could hear the Leeds fans singing mm-hmm. but not very loud because um, obviously all just of the distance evaporates up into the yeah into the ether there's, there's no birds within a mile of that stadium it's a it's a Natural Dead wasteland. Zone. Yeah, yeah. Should, should touch them the Leeds fans. Apparently, there was some incident. So hopefully, that's all. Graham Graham tweeted out oh, about right. that actually, but he also quickly quote tweeted himself and said that they were in there quickly with the paramedics and dealt right. with it. So it looked okay. So you know, best wishes if there is some uh, 
some illness or injury um, in there. But um, yeah, everyone seems happy. Bielsa describing it as a beautiful game, I think. It was. We've yeah. not mentioned um, Dan James either. I feel like he probably deserves a mention. His booking was brilliant. It was. But yeah. he's, he's pressing as a whole. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't really think he's very good as a striker. And he had a couple of chances, didn't he? Which there was one where he was, he was Rafinha put him through and he, he just passed it to the Fabianski's yeah. hands, didn't he, more or less? Yeah. But his pressing is like ridiculous. It does work so hard. You can see why why uh, Bielsa always liked him, can't you? Yeah, it's kind of it. It's one of the um, question marks in like if we were to panic like Newcastle have and try to sign a striker like Chris Woods available for twenty five million or whatever, easy. But for Leeds trying to find a player who would be willing to do what Dan James mm. is willing to do um, and what Bamford when he's fit is willing to do and Roberts when he's filling in is willing to, willing to do. There was the there was a moment in the first half where um, there was a pass down the right wing to James and he couldn't get onto it and then he'd followed the passing putting pressure on mm. every centre back all the way over to the left wing and it's the, the work rate is incredible and it's kind of the you can't measure Dan James as a striker in terms of goals because he's not going to score many but um, sweat probably you need to weigh him before every game and then after every game and then that's <laughs> um, it, you know doing his expected weight loss and that could be him. And the other two to mention today would be Pascal Stroik, mm. who was brilliant and um, amazing. So oh. that's my detailed analysis okay. for him. And then also... Uh, what did, what did he do well? I thought he did big, shit, big shithousing well, but yeah. against the big shithouse, that's mm. my thoughts on that. Yeah, he was really strong against Antonio. And, um, and it sounds weird when we conceded to to them but West Ham are good so it was fine you, you did completely forget that he's not played in weeks mm. didn't you he just yeah we just looked he just looked good from good. the start he's, and uh, Cock yeah in midfield as well I thought it was his best game yet actually in that in that position because I've never been sure I think I do think um, one of our usual failings is with the the centre back who goes roaming and they had Diop doing it who was absolutely comically bad <laughs> did you see, oh, there's that moment where he went what am I doing he, yeah. he panicked in midfield we, we just we? let him run through midfield and he went I don't know. Shit. It's, it's I'll just a, kick it wide or something. It's a great part of the plan. Let their worst player mm-hmm. on the ball run forward with the ball and mark every possible player he could pass to. And he ended up, it's probably a perfect moment of Bielsa's defensive, why the man's man thing works. It's him getting to the edge of the box and then having to turn around and go back again because there is just absolutely nothing for him to do and doesn't have the skill to do it. And then we took the ball off them. It just doesn't work as well when it's Man City. Well, I mean, we beat them that way because we kept mm. the the game last season. We kept letting John Stones have it on the edge of our box. Didn't work. At Mark well everybody else. And we won. Yeah, I mean, it's when Bielsa's things don't work, they just don't work mm. uh, spectacularly, in a, isn't it? Yeah. A very big way. But um, when they do work, even with a B team, but um, he, it's always in. We weren't sure who was going to be playing where today um, when we saw that lineup. We thought you'd think uh, held who started. Furpo. <laughs> Furpo left back. Just sing, just sing the follow, right follow, back. follow song and you'll mm. realise what the injury list is. It could have been ailing right back, Cock and uh, Stroik at centre back, mm. and then uh, Forshaw, Dallas through um, and Click through midfield. But I keep remembering Bielsa a while ago saying that Robin Cock has the, um, the conditions to be a truly excellent um, defensive midfielder in the future. And I think that's why. He's getting the nod there over Stroke could have done it, Forshaw could have done it, but he's like, no, Cork is going to be my um, new Phillips. Um, and if that turns out... Cork scored today as well, didn't he? Great. Hey. 
for Harris. Yes. There we go. Uh, Rafinha uh, was better today as well. Combination. Just talking about rough, actually, a TJ in the comments on the YouTube stream said, you haven't even mentioned his brilliant free no. kick yet. Because so much went on, I think we just... It was just... he was good all round today as well. He was, he, in fact, one of the... Did it lead to the disallowed goal or the actual goal? I can't remember. But it was, again, he completely just did Diop on the right wing. And there was the disallowed goal, yeah. He did Diop one. and then pulled it back to Glick, who we hadn't yeah. seen. But he was great. And he did that. He assisted one for, for Jackie. He just looked dangerous all day. And the free, kick, the free kick being another moment where you went, ah, oh, we'll lose this now. Uh, Lee Jordan in the uh, in the YouTube comment says, the first sentence of Moyes is complaining about playing three games in a week. The very first sentence. Ha ha, ha 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 ha. He should do some, he should have used his squad, shouldn't he? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, well, who did they have on the bench? They brought on Yamalenko, didn't they pay about 30 million quid for him? Mm-hmm. So, should have played him more instead of playing Bowen all the time. Who else is on there? Um, Masuaka, they played a decent bit for him. You know, use your squad, David. Yeah. Well, like we are. Well, against we did, well, our will. Well, last week we played a slightly weak inside, admittedly mostly children, because that's all we had left for the for the cup game. But we saw the benefit of it today because you're bringing in Rafa with only 45 minutes under his belt rather than a full game. And yeah, he's, he's for sure, obviously to, lasted a full 20 minutes. He's pushed that bunch to three games a week, and you always wonder if he's done it to make a point. There was a, a, a moment in the commentary in the second half where they started listing all the games West Ham will have to play, where they've got. FA Cup against Kidderminster and then they've got the Europa League Awful, games coming up. It's like, imagine Awful. your football club having to play games. Oh my God, if only we could all be Arsenal and just call them all off and then just, what do we do? Sign all the players, spend, you know, £300 million assembling a fantastic Premier League squad and then just never play. Nobody would <laughs> mind that. You just just do uh, photo shoots of them all, make posters and um, do funny little YouTube videos. and Just use them to generate content 24-7. And then let the pools never... panel decide the results. Absolutely perfect, yeah. The pools panel. One for the kids there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a nice day it's been. Um, I'm really glad that... It just feel, do you know what? You know that nature is healing kind of uh, meme that goes around? It does feel like... For sure, hamstrings aren't. When, apart from the, that, <laughs> apart from more injuries, but it does feel... Just when we get these wins and when we turn on a performance like that, it just feels like everything feels better it's reduced the pressure on the transfer window just a little bit. All right, the injuries are still a problem, but you don't, you're don't you not utterly terrified of what's going to happen because we can bring a performance out like that. I'm so I'm still quite terrified given we've got two fresh injuries. What it means is we can now build on it and say, right, well, if we beat Newcastle, that puts us in a really, really strong position. Yeah. And I don't know, I was weirdly zen about today beforehand. I wasn't stressed about it. Like I normally find nerves building or I get anxious about a game. For some reason today, I was sort of quietly zen about it. Until we scored. Until we scored. <laughs> and then you're like, oh God. That last, that last 10, 15 minutes was uh, was hideous. I think it's because you know that um, West Ham are top five and we're bottom five. And so you kind of think, well, if we don't get anything there, then it's not really a... It's a massive chance adjustment passed, passed up, isn't it? And we yeah. don't normally do it, truth be told either. Oh, we don't win in London. So we've won mm-hmm. in London. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, we do now, don't we? So there was a lot against us today. And then Love you, that stadium. You're looking at, um, before the month started, you're looking at Burnley and Newcastle as the games beat the teams around us and three points against West Ham is just a beautiful, beautiful bonus uh, that we can really thank Jared Bowen for helping with. <laughs> um, and that's great. And the the thing about the injuries, if there is an upside to them, it's that it doesn't really change the the idea that we think they want a central midfielder in this window and, you know, after trying for Cuisance and, you know, uh, Gallagher and everybody has been looking at over however many years they've been trying to do it. So that doesn't actually change. It's just it's in the same position so you'd maybe just think um, it renews that impetus of like just let's just phone them up and sign them just an update on the injuries before we wrap it up muscular injuries they're saying so a hamstring is a muscle is it I think so <sighs> I'm so disappointed what's yeah. the difference between what were you thinking it was I don't know hamstring's not it's, you don't have a it, hamstring bone made out of string isn't it <laughs> 
It's the bit on the back of your leg. Strings it? of ham. It's, it's stringy. One. I know. Yeah. I was just like, I just quoting what Popey said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up there then. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, feedback, send it to us. Um, if you are a TSB Plus member, uh, check your email for the feedback form there. <laughs> send it to us and um, we will deal with all that. Get your opinion on this on, um, what's it called, that show? Propaganda, the propaganda. one we do? Yeah, Propaganda on Tuesday. I doubly enjoy wins now because I know that Propaganda won't be such a grind. Yeah. Trying to listen to... Uh, oh, it's much shame. <laughs> it's much better listening we to... We were terrible upset, today. Upset people is far nicer to listen to. And it also to. means that we can hear Moscow doing Dick Van Dyke again. Right. Which is good news. Um, so yeah, look out for Propaganda. That'll be recorded on Tuesday alongside the main weekly show and we will return then. We'll see you in a bit. The Matchball. 